Where, oh, where can my baby be? The Lord took her away from me. She's gone to heaven, so I've got to be gone. So I can see my baby when I leave this world. Two good friends get together so that we can try things. You're invited to this podcast so that you can try things. Now we will stop singing so that we can all now try this. That one was perfect. I would say well, so I myself. I mean, I was pretty perfect. I don't. I'll do a playback for you, and you can be the judge of it. You're always perfect. Of whether I'm pretty goddamn close, dude. Let's see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna so turn up the recording level just a little bit because I'm on the quieter side today, which I mean will make you loud, but that means you'll have to sit farther away or some shit. I don't know. I'm not concerned about you. Why are you changing I have the levels? Reddits. Levels are usually fine. No, I had to go down our little levels last time because we were a little loud, and now I feel a little quiet, so I'm going up. I'm always riding those levels, bitch. Okay. You can call me a sound engineer because I engineer the sound of this podcast as we're going. Okay. I'll take credit. Sure. I ride those levels, bro. Yeah, ride those yeah, levels. Yeah, you look at these things? Yeah, I'm not peeking. Is this peeking? Nope, no, not peeking. I, perfect. I, I believe it. Motherfucker's perfect over here. Yo, guys, welcome to another episode of Now Try This, where we give each other challenges of our favorite things and hope the other one doesn't hate us for it. This week on uh, Now Try This, we are going to give you a great episode about... I feel like you're just sitting there waiting for me to fa- flounder. Flounder. Flounder? Flounder. flounder? Yeah, flounder. Like the fish in Little Mermaid. Is it flounder? Flo- and also very delicious. What's the actual phrase? Flounder. Flounder? Is it flounder? Yeah. That sounds super wrong. You sure it's flounder? Yeah. Flounder? Fl- fluder? Man, this is a great bit. It's not a bit. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a bit. I'm asking a question. Flounder doesn't sound right. Is it flounder? Yeah. Is it named for the fish? Oh, because a fish on water is like floundering. Oh, I get it. Sure. Is that not it? I don't think so. What's the? It's a very specific kind of fish to. What's the idiom mean the... then? I don't know. People say flounder, right? Yeah. Well, I don't what? think people say it. Let's be honest. Oh, what was the last time you heard someone say that? Me about two minutes ago. Okay, I don't well, understand. I don't think you can reference yourself. It's like it... it's like can it's an idiom. People say it. It's a it's well, a. Well, people a... don't. If people don't say it, then it's not an idiom. People say it. You've heard the phrase. Shut up. I don't up. know what you're talking about. Like, I, I literally you. never heard this before. You said it. And you this podcast to, is you're over. You're trying to create an To idiot. be fair, I do that all the time. I say things as if they're idioms. Like, yeah, you know, when there's two pots in the brewing teapot. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. Because I usually don't want to correct people. So I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> you should correct me a little. Yeah, someone, someone once said to me that... um. Uh, don't you get your panties in a bunch and don't put all of your eggs in one basket were the same, it, like the same phrase. They meant the same don't thing. Don't get your, don't, no, because, hold on, no, because getting your panties in a bunch means, like, you gotta calm the fuck down. Exactly. Let things ride. Yes. And put all your eggs in a basket means that you're putting all your focus or energy or money or something into one thing. Yes. And you should diversify. And that is why you were smarter than the person I was talking yeah! to. Yeah! I, th- I swear to God, I thought secretly you were talking about me for a minute. Like, I thought the story was going to end. And Nick, you're an idiot. <laughs> was the end of the bit you were saying. Okay, guys. No. Today, we are doing About Time, a movie that I love a lot. And I wanted Marcus to watch it. And so, hopefully some of you guys to watch it. Yeah, so tell me. Why did you give me this movie? Okay, About Time is uh, by, written and directed by Richard Curtis. Okay. The same guy who did Love Actually. Another one of my favorite movies, if you guys remember. We talked about it. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, I watch it. I watch it every Christmas day because I'm usually sad and lonely. So I'll watch a little Love Actually, make me feel better. Um, And I came across this movie maybe 
I don't know, uh, two years ago, and I didn't see it when it first came out. Is that when it came out? Two years ago? It came out in 2013, so I was a little late to the game. Okay. Um, I didn't see it when it came out because, honestly, whoa, whoa. Oh, I just messed with my headphones, and it, like, freaked me out. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard Oh, it. my God. Are we still recording? Hold on. Are we still, yeah, recording? We still recording? That was weird. Hope, hope I put the memory stick in there. Um, So, it, it flew off my radar because there was another time travel movie called The Time Traveler's Wife with Eric Bana and also Rachel McAdams, and I did not like that movie. It's not a great movie. <laughs> It's not bad, but it's this weird... What that movie is, it's... Um, is it a romantic comedy also? No, that one's a sci-fi comedy? movie. It's a drama. And oh. it, the story is basically... Eric Bana's character doesn't live in time linearly. And uh, you're following his life... Like Dr. Manhattan? Uh, a little bit, but not because he's omnipotent. More like... More like, kind of like... You know how Mer- they say Merlin lives backwards? Yeah. And like in the book, the sword, stone, king, return of... By the that yeah white, yeah yeah that white yeah, guy the what's phlo- uh, philosopher stone no what's Harry the name? Potter King Arthur crossover what's the like big King Arthur book and it's uh, by like E G White or like the fan fiction that you were reading oh last my night fucking god about King Arthur <laughs> that's a legit thing and you're fucking doing a bit over right here pulling a I sword I hate you from, so much unsheathing so he lives Berlin. his life he can't his his conscious being is not aligned with like the time stream so he keeps jumping back and forth back and forth yeah. and back and forth. And his wife um, has to deal with that. So they fall in love and they get married. But then, like, he shows up and he's like, who are you? And it's like, oh, my fucking God. It's before you met. So, like, and he has to explain. A little bit, but not as little, charming. Got it. There's no charm in it. It's supposed to be all drama. Yeah. And, like, he that gets shot boring. and it goes back and forth. It's just all a little confusing and a yeah. little derivative. Because she also could just leave. Like, well, a lot of times I watch these movies and I'm like, you could just leave. It's like, well. Goodbye. Leave the relationship. Leave, okay. Uh, well. Leave. Uh, sometimes leave love is a little. Sometimes love is a little more complicated than that, dude. It is, but <laughs> if someone's traveling through time, uh, that seems a lot more complicated than normal. Well, no, it's all, and it's also like you fall in love and you hear about the problem, and it's like, okay, I can deal with this, and then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. But by the time it gets to the breaking point, you're already super invested. You know, it's hard in argument against you but anyway it was off my radar because i was like oh it was that movie but it wasn't i like how i'm trying to shit on the movie also and you're not letting me you're defending everything i say you're defending against i'm just used to arguing with you (laughs) that's that's default mode (laughs) default mode is marcus is wrong you're right nick (laughs) i think that's your default mode with everyone no 100 percent. everyone else is wrong i'm right yeah sometimes i keep my mouth shut about it but if if i'm if i'm saying out loud Unless it's one of those moments where I've really been put in my place. It's like, oh, I'm really wrong here. Um, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. I'm, no, I don't think so at all. <laughs> I'm being polite. <laughs> you're an idiot is usually what's going on in my head. Um, and, and I'm mostly talking about, like, work situations and social situations. Not with, like, you guys in the house. Like, I'm, I'm pretty honest when I don't think you guys are right. I'm like, no, you're Good. dumb. Yeah. That's wrong is usually my reaction. Anyway, so this was on my radar. I saw it. Actually, at a weird point in my life, I had we were done with college. I hadn't moved to the city yet. I was trying to save money to move to New York City, and I was working at TJ Maxx. This and it was before I started selling cars. So remember how I couldn't afford my apartment, yeah. and I had to move in with my friend John. So I moved in with him and his mom, and it was really weird because I didn't have a lot of options. My my family moved from out of town, so I didn't. I only had friends in town, and so I lived with one of my friends, but he also lived with his mother. It was weird. They, they, they welcomed me. They were nice enough, but it was just 
awkward. I felt like I didn't belong anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't you're know imposing, what I was going on. on someone. I was imposing. Yeah. And, I mean, I was it's giving them a little money for rent, but it was it was then. so weird. And then I randomly picked up the movie on my computer and watched it. And the movie blew me away. I I watched it and I'm like, who are these people? What's going on? It, it captivated me. It 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 helped me at a point in my life to realize that happiness is hard but easy at the same time. Like you choose to be happy. Even people in rough situations still can be optimistic and happy. And before this point in my life, I was a little more of an optimistic person, and I was losing it a little bit. And this helped me kind of like go back into it a little bit. Yeah, so, I'm very interested to see what part of the movie did that for you. The whole movie. The whole movie as a whole. Oh my god, I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna, this fuck is gonna be over after this episode. So fucking hard. I'm very confused. So, so I, I love this movie. It's not it, what I got it, from it. It took it took uh, uh it, it took two genres and kind of fused them together for me to my favorite. Everyone that listens to this podcast regularly knows I love romantic comedies, um, but I also am a huge nerd and love sci-fi and fantasy. And it took little snippets of both and made a movie. Uh, and I loved it for it. And and Domino Gleason is one of my favorite actors. Rachel McAdams is my favorite actress. I love her in everything. More than I've... Sandra Bullock? Yeah. No, I wow. love Sandra Bullock. I love Julie Roberts. Those are definitely some of my favorite people to watch. But Rachel McAdams is number one. She has been number one since I've seen her in The Notebook in 2004. Uh-huh. Uh, and she has forever since more. I saw her in the city. It was She was... Did you propose? Shut up. I She was walking into the movie theater <laughs> yes, for, and. for, for uh, Southpaw, that movie uh, she was in with Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. and she just got out of the car and walked. She was like a fucking, this is my first time I think moving to the city and like seeing like a real life celebrity. She was a fucking, she looked like a goddess. She was like glowing because she was so beautiful. That's better than my celebrity run-in. What was your celebrity run-in? The last two, the la- for the last two weeks, uh-huh. I've seen Anthony Weiner like 20 times. <laughs> like, for some reason, he's just roaming around he's not a celebrity. where I work. He's just... He's uh, uh, infamous. Near... Infamous is the right word. <laughs> infamous is the right word. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> were you like, yo, what's up, Weiner? Yeah, I'm like, dude, at this point, like, we're friends. Like, I keep seeing you pretty much almost every day. I'm Next time I see him, I ask for a selfie. Hey, but first... Let's take a selfie. Do, 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 do. Okay, so uh, I made you watch this movie. and You did. Uh, start from the beginning, dude. Sure. So um, the quick synopsis of what this movie is about for the, the people at home, if you haven't watched this movie, um, it is about Dommel Gleason and his family. He turns 21 and his dad reveals to him that he has the power to travel through time. A um, very which- light power. Yes. He can only go back in his own he can go timeline backwards. and only back. Yes, he can only go in his own timeline and he can only go backwards, but he can also go back forwards, um, which is something the they didn't say, but to the present. Yes. I thought when they originally said it that he could only go backwards and so he had to relive his entire life up until that moment no, again. That'd be dumb. And I was like, that's cool, because that shows that there's consequences, and like, are you willing to to relive those bad moments that you lived again just to fix one thing? I thought that was more interesting, and that probably would have been uh, a whole other movie entirely. Mm -hmm. You're going to say better, but you're going to watch your words, because I'm sitting here giving you like the death eye, because like, what are you going to say for my favorite movie, bro? Yeah, Yeah, you're going to fucking... That's there. Um, but yeah, but the movie opens up and you meet their whole family. You meet Donald Gleason. You meet his uh, father it starts, played it by Bill Nye. Bill, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Oh, not the science guy. Uh, yeah. 
Somebody else made that joke on a review I watched. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so you're just like him. Good job. Uh, it starts off at a happy, uh, at a New Year's party. Um, and it starts a little before that. Because uh, um, it starts with just explaining what the, who the family are and what kind of like oh, yes, they but, have. But the first like, showing life in but the that's town. like narrative. But like, the first big scene is in the, the party. In the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see, but they seem like a very tight knit family before that. Mm-hmm. You get the sense. You that see, they, they have tea every very, very tea close. every day. Yeah. They watch a movie every week. Yeah, and they introduce all the they all introduce all the family members first before they get into the, the mom, party the dad. Scene. There's the mom, Tim, the main dad, guy, Donald Gleason's Tim, character, Kit Kat, um, his sister, Kit Kat, his sister, and, and then the uncle, and the uncle. Yeah, Uncle Gleason. Yes. Uncle no. Dominic, Uncle Glenn, Uncle. <laughs> What's the uncle's name? Let's look it up. Uncle. Look it up. What's the uncle's name? I don't even know for being here. He's not like a big enough character. What's the uncle's name? He's not on the main character list. I don't know. Ah, he had he had a great moment. Later, he had a lot of great moments. Yeah, he had some great moments. He was, he was very quaint, he was very funny. Uh, good for com- comedic relief. Um, but the first after, and then he tells him that he has powers, right? Like it just says Uncle D on the IMDb. So Uncle I don't... D, I, Desmond. Whatever. Uncle Desmond? I don't know. Uncle D. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so then he goes to the party. It's a, it's a New you Year's see, Eve party. You see he's like a klutz. He's knocking stuff over. He's not... There's this there's awkward, not attractive girl. that Like, I think she's supposed to be portrayed as not as attractive, so he's not really interested, but he's also awkward, so he doesn't know how to handle it. And you see his sister is just a rough rouser running yeah, around. running around, meeting some, with crazy. some guy or whatever. Uh, uh, Jimmy, she meets Jimmy for the first time. He ends up yes. being super important. And, and it's then, just like a awkward, a normal, like a coming of age, awkward twenty-one-year-old yeah, kid. But it seems just, like a pretty big party because in yeah. the first opening minutes, they establish that it's a very small thing. Yeah, they're from Cornwall, but it's one of those small towns that I think it would be it would be a little like when we went to college. So it's it's one of those communities where a lot of people know a lot of people, probably even smaller than that, where there's just. All the neighbors are all invited. Yeah, you know yeah. all I their assumed, families, and you know. I assume that the party was kind of just everyone. Like it, it looked like a good mix of almost ages everyone in and town. Yeah, 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 just all the family friends. Yeah. So then, uh, Donald Gleason ends the night. He doesn't give the girl the kiss. Everyone else is kissing. They super make, awkward. They make it super awkward for you to watch. It's great. Um, and then he goes up. To... He goes. He goes. The girl is all there. Like three, five, five, four, three, two, one. New Yorkers, and she's looking at him like, yeah, she you wants to kiss. kiss me. They kind of lean in, and, and he. And like, he shakes, shakes her, her hand, her head, uh, and then he says sorry, and yeah. then she's like, "It's fine." Um, I'm like, "Oh, yeah." And then it's revealed that he has powers. Bill Nye sits him down and says, "Hey, just you know, all men when they turn 21 can travel through time." And he's it, like, "Yeah, shut up, Dad. That, nice time. joke." Yeah. And he's like, "This isn't a joke." And it's this really nice father son moment where they like he explains like, "What are you going to do with this?" Well, obviously, I do this for money. He's like, "No, don't do that. Your great grandfather did that, and it ruined his life." And he's like, what? What? And he's like, yeah, that doesn't make you happy. Money doesn't make you happy. And it's this really nice moment where he's like, yeah. well, well, what do you? Well, so son, now that I've revealed it to you, what are you? What are you gonna do with this power? And he's like, uh, get a girlfriend. And his dad's kind of like, oh, that's 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 gonna be hard. For, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's soon. Soon he even says, um, like, oh, so then he uses his power to go back in time. And mm-hmm. then there's a girl staying who's played by Margot Robbie. Well, it's really nice because the first moment when he uses his power is to go back to the party that they were just at, and he makes sure he doesn't knock the stuff over. He's a little smoother, and he um he makes sure to kiss the girl just to make her night, make it a little better. Yeah. Um, also, I love Bill Nye like from moment one. One of his first lines is like, 
get ready for spooky time when he's about to tell him about the powers. <laughs> yeah. and Bill Nye is such a good character. He's a actor. good... He's just a good... Great character. I want to see him in guy. everything. Well, I've only... I, I don't know him about anything in Love in. Actually and this. Love Actually, exactly, yeah. he plays a super pompous rock star. Yeah. And I um, love him in that too. Which is great. What else has he been in? He was somebody in Harry Potter? Mr. Rufus? Mr. Rufus... Grimgoire. Who Great. is that? I don't know Harry Potter enough. It's in The Deathly Hallows. Oh, yeah? I don't even know who that is. I guess I'm not that big of a fan. Oh, he was Davy <laughs> Jones in the Pirates movies. Oh, he was Davy Jones? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've, I've seen that one. Yeah. He's been. He's, he's one of those actors that... He's a character actor, so he's like been in lots yeah. of stuff. But he's so great. But not he's as, totally you know, the main guy. Like, he, is, he is wonderful. He he's goes so into charming. And he is so charming. He is oh so charming. God. You want him to be your dad. In this movie, I was like, growing I want up without a dad, I'm like, dad. I want. Uh, I think that's also probably another reason why this movie hit me so hard because I grew up without a dad, and I was like, just seeing a father and son. Yeah. Like, like throughout there's, this movie, they make it a point to talk about their relationship. It's I also a big feel like the there's not a lot of father son movies out there that aren't about a sport. <laughs> Every father son movie's oh, like, son, shit. I'm teaching oh. you how to play baseball. Oh, you gotta You're go totally through right. the ball, son. I'm so proud of you. You're totally right. And right? super interesting, Richard Curtis, um, he's been a big time movie director. I mean, he's done tons of romantic comedies and movies, British movies all, all yeah. his life. And uh, he said that he wrote this movie soon after his own father passed away. Aww. And it was kind of his. Um, his his dealing with that is what was writing this movie and he said after that that this was pretty much gonna he wanted this to be his last movie because he kind of has now told his life his story like this yeah. is the end of his story talking about his death and this so you can tell the relationship between him and his dad is like super important and, and it shows it shows I think it's in the um in the quaintness of it all like how just simple it is. Yeah, you know? it's a it's a very simple relationship um, where you can tell that they love each other and the love is pure. And this movie as a whole is just like pure. You know, like yeah, it's just it's so wonderful. It's almost and it it's you. Uh, I don't know. Like for me, I, I meant pure because like it's not it's untainted. And like while things are happening in the movie, mm. they're not like super drastic, crazy, yeah. dramatic, like anything it's just like a pure relationship that they for, have for me most movies uh especially romantic comedies especially uh movies in hollywood right now they're super ironic and sardonic and it's like uh, looking at the world and yeah. look how messed up it it's is it's hard to have and... genuine moments in movies anymore yeah. everyone wants to be so mm-hmm. like you said uh just like they want to criticize everything, and they yeah. want to like put a lens up to society. And this, when this movie was advertised, it was advertised yeah. as like a time travel movie, and like he's trying to get the girl. But that's not what this movie is. It's not. You're just following this guy's life, and he happened to be able to press the redo button a couple times. Like that's all the whole movie is. Um, but yeah. before we really get into like breaking apart the themes of the movie, <laughs> um, you were saying after that conversation, it goes to the summer, and yes. over the summer, Kit Kat. Uh, his sister invites uh, one of her friends to stay the summer. I think it's a very English thing to do, <laughs> you know, to stay the summer. They did the same thing in, what was that movie? Um, that movie with Ryan Phillippe and Michelle Geller and Reese Witherspoon. Nope. Cruel Intentions. Cruel uh, Intentions. Like, Reese Witherspoon was just kind of spending the summer. I think it's just yeah. some rich white people do. I don't know. I've never, <laughs> I've never spent the summer somewhere else. Um, yeah, so, so Margot Robbie comes <laughs> to spend the summer. But that was another thing I was going to mention, like, yeah. uh, about the movie. It's like, there's a lot of, like, just affluence in the movie. Like, everyone seems to be doing well off, and there's a disconnect 
right? Like a little bit. That's not a. But it's also kind of. Um, it's not a. It's not necessarily a bad thing. They don't it address it, but I always, I always have the assumption that it's because of the time travel. Like he makes sure, like the dad is retired. He's a retired professor. And mm-hmm. one reason he even oh a great so he's making ca- sure that his family's well off is that I what think, you're saying That's I think the... so like one of the things he said he did when he asked his son don't use it for money don't use it for fame what are you yeah. going to do with it he explains well he asked his dad well what did you do with it he's like I've read every book I have read every book and uh, the good ones twice Charles Dickens three times. And it's just so interesting what a simple person, a simple man, a simple ordinary yeah. man would yeah. want to do it with his power. Yeah, it seems like he wanted so his assume, family to be well off, but I not assume, rich. Yeah, I kind of yeah. assume he's a professor because he had time to read yeah. all this. But it was just, if he goes to a day of work and he doesn't handle something right, he goes back and refixes it. So he's a model professor. He's probably the best professor. So but he's there, paid. Um, by, I'm know? so used to movies now being like trying to tell hard stories that are to tell. And that's great. And I, I think that's something that needs to continue 100%. in film. But... When you when you kind of take all that away and you give your character like a uh, a good place in life, mm. then you can focus on like what are the issues happening in the present. And it's funny that this movie is about time travel, but all the <laughs> but problems, it's so much all the issues the are in the present. Yeah. Everything's present. Yes, yes. There's nothing about a past, nothing about a hard life, a hard childhood. No going back, no explanations. Not, for anything. not about an unknown future and how you're going to get there and how you're going to yeah. pull yeah, it all together. This movie is very much about being the in the present. Yeah. Uh, so the summer happens, and Margot Robbie's character, and um, uh, we all know Margot Robbie. She's super, super fucking attractive. So obviously, Tim, our main guy, falls head over heels. And there's just all these great little moments, like uh, her, her asking him, Hey, can you put the sunscreen on my back? And he's like, oh, Sure, I'll, I'll come, I'm coming right over doing it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and spills it all over and he's like ah! I think my favorite part of the movie in general is just every time a moment like that happens and you're like dude you're a fuck up he yeah. just says excuse me for a minute and, and walks leaves. away yeah. so he can time travel so he can go back and fix it yeah. but it happens so it happens many times in the movie, the movie it turns into a whole it's a whole own comedic beat yeah. and Donald Gleeson does it perfectly Donald Gleeson is an amazing actor like he's so said. good I loved him in Ex Machina mm-hmm. and then in the Black Mirror segment, mm-hmm. in Star Wars, mm-hmm. like he's just been wonderful. Yeah, everything yeah. I've seen him in. You ever see uh, Frank? Yes, I've watched Frank. Yeah. Frank is really good too. Too. He's really good too. He's really good in that. And that's a weird, fucking trippy ass movie. It is, and he's sure. like the only thing like holding you steady. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone else is just so off the freaking mm-hmm. wall. If you guys don't know, Frank is about Michael Fassbender wearing a giant fucking uh, ceramic paper mache head. head. I don't yeah. know. I can't even describe that movie. You gotta just go watch it. Um, but yeah, I originally, when I was watching this movie, I was like, is this like Groundhog Day but as a rom-com? Like, what is this movie? Because I thought Kinda. he was gonna keep repeating like that one night and seeing all the places it went or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. Oh, that, the same. Yeah, yeah, the same New No, Year's it's Eve interesting because I think there's a couple times where he goes to the same moment a couple times. Yeah. But then it always kind of lets you know that what's gonna happen is gonna happen and... What's not going to happen is not going to happen. Like yeah. that summer, he, at the last day of summer, goes and tells Margot Robbie, hey, your, what does he fucking say? Your eyes are beautiful. Your face is wonderful. I love you so much. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe if you didn't wait to the last day, something could have happened. Yeah. Uh, goodbye, Tim. And then he goes back, back and, and tells goes like her earlier. The summer. Yeah. And then she says, wait till the last day. Yeah. Yep. So it's just that realization of, oh, you can't make someone love you. You can't, yeah. And he yeah. realizes that early on. But also, like, that whole love thing, I, I kind of get it. Like, if a hot girl's staying with you, it's you're your going to become yeah. infatuated. We all have had our first way. love. But to have patience. your first love at, like, 21, like, that's... this seem, It seemed like very much a childhood love situation. Mm-hmm. 
but he was, he was also 21. <laughs> I think... Yeah, I guess so. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not I, a like. I guess so. I movie, think it's. I think it's. But... It is super weird and interesting though because I think it does say a lot about his character. Like his the character they set up of him is quiet and shy and clumsy and even more so than like like even the like romantic comedies do it all the time where the one guy's kind of a loser. Yeah, and he ends up getting the girl. But this one, it's like. He's not a loser. He's almost invisible. He's a wallflower. He's like... This is totally like Perks of Wallflower kind of character. Where he's just a fly in the wall. Going through the background. And... But he's super charming and interesting and funny he and is really smart. Charming but he doesn't show it yeah. until that right moment. Which is so interesting. Where I don't know if you have more talk about the summer. But no. the next big moment to happen is he moves to London. Moves in with a roommate. Yeah. And and meet Rachel McAdams' character. Yeah, he does. Um, I was just going to say uh, here. What did I write down here? Um, he is driven by the pursuit for a girlfriend. That seems pretty pathetic. Um, <laughs> are all romantic movies about the singular pursuit of another person? Yeah. This whole genre sucks. Yeah. Um, these are my notes. Whoa. <laughs> these uh, are my notes. Oh, yeah. The waiter of uh, the restaurant, right? So where he meets okay. Rachel McAdams. Before, before that, he gets uh, he moves in with Harry, an old friend of his father's who's a playwright. And he's a cool character, too, right? Because everyone else is so nice and yeah. genuine. And he's just an asshole. He's yes. an asshole, washed up playwright. Yeah, like, as yeah, soon yeah. As, as soon as he's Domino so Glacier knocks on the door and he's like, hey, uh, I'm this guy. He's like, so? Well, I'm, a, I'm the son of this guy. And... Well, he said you had a room available, and he puts him in a room and says, stay there, and don't make a fucking sound, and then walks away. He says, or I'll kill you. Or, or, or I'll kill you. <laughs> and then walks away, and then just saves for a beat, and then he just screams, and he comes back to and explains, I had my first good idea in ten years, and you just knocked on the door, and you just ruined it. <laughs> and it's like, and then he's, and he's shown in the room, and he's like, oh, see that picture? Yeah, that's my wife. Yeah. Uh, she was a fucking sarcastic cow. Uh, then it turned out she was the best woman I've ever, so obviously she left me, and I'm like, oh shit. And he's like, yeah. this is my daughter's room, and then he's like, oh yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah, she's very pretty. You could fuck her if you want. Everyone else has, and it's like, holy shit, yes, yeah. dude. So that's where all the fucking irony and sarcasm and cynicism is in this one guy in I this know. movie. All the yeah, all the cynicism in, yeah. in the world is in this one guy. <laughs> um, oh, before we continue before we get to like the whole rachel mcadams thing yeah because the there's so movie, much to say i have a game for us to play really yes what's the game the game is, is called... there a better prize this week it's a mystery prize the best prize of all i don't like mysteries <laughs> can i know what the prize is so the movie is called about time this is a game about time nick Okay. These are all questions based on movies about time travel. I know them all. I love time travel. Yo, can I be honest? I'm ready. That's are so, you ready? It's so cool because I love time travel movies. The concept of it is Me like, too. it's so yes. heady and like Just, awkwardly so wrong. Much that and you like, you can do with time travel. Yeah, and it's always, and it's always wrong. And like it's that's, always, yes. And you have to world build in yeah. order to set rules for yeah, the time yeah, yeah, travel. Yeah, yeah. Like there's so much you have to do mm-hmm. and so many movies do it yeah. wrong. And even when, but, even a movie like this where the time travel aspect is super simple, yes. it even falls prey itself every once in a while to that not follow its own rules. aspect of time travel is yeah. just an interesting yeah. fucking ploy for a movie. And, and it always kind of ends up being revealed that it's wrong. Like yes. you're not doing, what you're doing isn't being accomplished because time travel is not right. Yeah. You know? 
Okay, ready? Are yeah, you ready sure. for your first question? If I don't get 100% in I'm about gonna get time, if you get uh, three out of five questions. It's only five? Yeah. Give me 20. Sure. I'll get them all right. <laughs> okay. Question number one Terminator 2. What was the name of Bill Murray's character in Groundhog Day? That's such a hard question! No, it's not! <laughs> no, a reasonable question would be like, what was his profession? Like, obviously, I know that. What is his profession? He's name? a weatherman! Okay, what is his name? I don't fuck some white-ass thing you know like Mike, job, I don't know. You know his name? Yeah, because it's, cause his job predicates the, the, draw the concept of the it's, movie. It's just some oh, white God, name. I'm so pissed right name. now. I'm so visibly pissed because I was going to kill this game. But that's a, such a hard question. It's not a hard question. So did you know before you looked it up, Mr. Motherfucker. I never here? seen the movie though. You never seen Groundhog Day? No, never. Oh shit, that's a good. Yeah, movie. if I would have seen it, I probably would remember. Okay, Groundhog Day. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <sighs> okay, okay. It's something so fucking plain. Is Bob? It is Phil Connors. God, I'm gonna break. Oh, shit. I broke the wall a little, guys. I just hit the wall in frustration and I cracked it a little. Okay, Oops. next question. Phil Collins, like the singer? Phil Connors. Connors? Yeah. I say you're wrong. It's Bob. Okay. You need to review your facts. I, I got a point. I'm great. You Nick, one, one, zero, one point. Uh, no, uh, zero points <laughs> no, for Nick. I challenge great. your challenge. You are wrong. It uh, is that's Bob. not how this works. Who's the time okay. travel expert here, Marcus? Apparently me or you? Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two. you've never even seen Groundhog's in the movie Back to the Future. Oh, God. Who played Marty McFly's mom? Who the fuck cares? She's a famous actress. Why would you ask me like the love interest? Stop criticizing the questions. Oh my god. Wait, wait, wait. Easy wait. Oh, wait, do you mean the the present or the past? past. Oh, that's Leah Thompson. Okay. Yes, exactly. It was I, the thought, easy I thought you were asking me the, the, the old show, lady dude. mom. I thought you were Exactly. Who cares, dude? <laughs> I you thought you were fuck about her. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I thought you were fuck about her. Like, okay, so Nick has one point. I have two points. Yeah, His name was Bob. The first one. Have you seen Groundhog Day? I looked it up extensively and it was Phil. You looked it up Phil's one place name. and it was wrong. I looked it up multiple places. No, I don't believe Because the it. first place didn't have the last name and I wanted the last name, so I looked it up again, Nick. God damn it. Okay. Next I like question. how I got pissed at you when I knew the answer. <laughs> I know, right? Like, uh, you're just getting pissed for oh, no reason. Shit. Your reaction is always to be pissed first and then figure it out. Only this with one's you. Hard. Only with you. This one's a hard one. The first one was hard. <laughs> okay. Phil Connors. I'm never going to forget now. I uh, hope for you know. you, those of you playing at home, you're probably beating Nick. Oh my uh, god, I hate you so much. <laughs> okay. Uh, question three. Oh, Name god. the movie that fits this description. Terminator 2. Max Walker, an officer for a security agency that re- regulates time travel, must fend for his life against a shady politician who's intent on changing the past to control the future. Time cop. Time cop is it! Easy, dude. Okay. <laughs> Can I be honest? Yeah. Never seen Time Cop? <laughs> don't know what Time Cop is about. I don't know who's in it. I just know that's the name of a movie. And you said cop and time. <laughs> so I went for it with super amounts of confidence. And now I seem cool. Good, 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 good. Sweet. Great. Who's in that movie? Is it uh, Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Van Damme. Yeah, have you yeah. ever seen it? No, I've never seen Neither it. Neither have I. Sounds okay. dumb. Okay. <laughs> You're doing well. You're doing well. You got two. Yeah, three out of three. Two out of three. Three out of three. What year was Army of Darkness released? Dude. That's barely a time travel movie. It is a whole... That takes place in the Middle Ages. Tra- no, 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 no. 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 No! That's a time displacement story. If you travel to one place, that's not a time travel story. He goes back in time the well, one time. Marty McFly travels once and then goes back at the end of the movie. Yeah, but same the whole shit, movie... Same shit with Army of Darkness. It's literally the same. The whole movie is predicated. Literally the, the same. The whole movie is predicated. The whole 
fact that he's, he's in the Middle Ages. Oh, that whole movie's pretty good on the fact that he just fights monsters. <laughs> okay. Back to the Future is about time travel because it's about the consequence of it. Okay, very easy. What, what year was it released? Was it released? Oh, yeah. The other two were the 90s. So I... F- was it the 80s? <laughs> Shit, let me this is wrong. Okay, so if the other two are in the AC, listen to me, I, I just tricked face. you. I tricked you to give me more I'm information to, to give help. You more points. So if they were if that was in the eighties, both movies. You said the nineties, dude. You thought Evil Dead was made in the nineties. Yo, I swear to God my answer was about to be two thousand and four. <laughs> fucking know. Ridiculous. <laughs> you never watched Evil Dead? Like years later, like not like Okay. I wasn't alive in the 80s. Fuck you, dude. Neither was I. Well, you're a horror fan. I didn't watch horror movies until I was like 16. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With Joseph, because he made me watch him. <laughs> um, okay, I think... 94. Very close. 92. Bonus question. Here's the, here's the thing, though. 92 was when the movie was released, but... Well, I don't know. I don't have any answers. Okay, bonus question. Uh, what is the name of Bruce Campbell's character? Ash. Yeah, you get a point. I don't want that point. That was a gimme. Fuck you. What I got is two whole points. Name? Ash Ketchum. <laughs> <laughs> his whole name is Ashley J. Williams. Who the fuck knows that? I do. Sounds like a tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, for those of you fighting Serena score, Williams right now is Ashley J. Williams. For those of you keeping square at home, Nick has three points. I. Which means you won the game. No, I don't. I don't want your ash. I don't want your ash point. That's a bonus point. Nah, I don't like it. Okay, that's a gimme. I got two points. What's Fine, the last? You got one? two points. I got this I got one is one. for all the marbles. All right, all the pickles. Better be a good fucking prize. What movie? Terminator Two reunites How you... Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves after their <laughs> after they have both starred in Speed. After Speed, what is the movie that reunites Sandra Bullock? Can I argue the fact that you had a time travel quiz and did not have Terminator 2 anywhere in... Oh, I was going to put Terminator 2 and then decided against it because I thought that these questions were better. Fucking (laughs) Phil Connors. Terminator 2 is too easy. That's why was my answer to everything. (laughs) Uh, Dude, fucking... Man... I want a different first question. Can you give me a different first question and then we go back to this last one? No! Do the last question! It's the lake house, obviously, dude. And Nick gets... Three points out of five. Ding, he ding, does ding. it. Nick wins the mystery prize, which will be on the next episode, guys. I Stay tuned. hate you so much. Are you fucking trolling me right now? No, Are you serious? Uh, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> fucking pissed. Don't have Terminator 2. Fucking name of the weatherman from fucking ground. Who the fuck cares? Uh, bullshit quiz. Whatever, I won. Also, the Mets are winning 1-0 against the Rangers right now. Who the now. fuck cares about the Mets? <laughs> Yo, guys, we went to one Mets game. <laughs> we did. Our, it was our, uh, uh, one of our best friend's bachelor parties. And I, we don't know shit about fucking baseball. We do baseball, not know anything about But we baseball. were there. We were cheering. And now Marcus totally is looking to see. And you're totally Now, my phone there. has been giving me notifications since I've been like looking up Mets. St- oh, I was it's just like, like, like looking up the Mets before yeah. and it remembers and now it's just always giving me notifications about the Mets Big Brother's watching it's fucking scary yeah I don't like it okay yeah. so, okay, so he meets we Richard set it up and no 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 you gotta set the stage hold up there's hold, no stage no, hold up. there is a stage so what is the stage Tim and his childhood friend Jay uh, go set up reservations at a night JJ? out Jay his name's just Jay. You're the king, JJ. You're <laughs> so funny. I like the walls. Not, so can't nope, you see? That's, it's just Jay. <laughs> and they go to one of those cool restaurants that's in the dark. So your whole meal meal experience isn't set up with your eyes. It's about your taste buds, the smell, 
Um, I didn't know that was a real thing. It's a real thing. I had to like look it up. Later. Yeah, it started in 2004. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. What was the first one? Uh, the first one is actually La, La Chateau Noir. It was in France. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I made that part up. <laughs> but it really was. It was a Don's Le Noir. Oh, I wasn't far off. Is a chain of restaurants that served dark dining. Was found in 2004 in Paris. Yo, I wasn't that far that off. That was pretty dude. good, dude. It was pretty good. All right, cool. If only everyone knew you were lying out of your ass. <laughs> 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 so they go to this dark restaurant. And as soon as they get in, uh, there's this outspoken girl. And Jay's outspoken. And they start chit-chatting and she's like oh i'm very handsome and it's doing very serious oh la, la, they're flirting know. and it's, it's they're not flirting jay's trying to flirt and the girl's being polite but she's pretty much shutting it down but then quietly Donald gleason's character kind of chimes in and quietly the oh, other sorry, girls you said jay i thought you said i thought you meant and then quietly the other girl joanna's friend yeah. mary kind of chimes up and they have this nice little interaction about Mary was his mother's name, and then and then the night goes on, and it keeps cutting like after an uh, like half hour, or hour little mm-hmm. timestamps as the night's going on. And the really cool thing is, besides that timestamp, it's all in the dark, so all you hear is them talking, which is really really fucking cool. It was cool. It was really cool and really saved them cool. a lot of money. That's not why they did it. <laughs> it was probably more expensive that way because fucking because you still saw like a couple like spoons moving and shit like in the background. That's probably. Whatever, <laughs> they don't they don't pay for the cam. They got the cameras. This they don't great. like pay this more. Whatever. Anyway, so well, they didn't need so actors. it's super romantic. It's super awesome. There's like a real connection there, and then there's that great fucking moment uh, when they finally leave the restaurant and like see each other, and it's like we've just been talking for like hours and getting to know each other, and it's been in complete darkness. And thank God, it's. Rachel McAdams and not some Yeah, they troll. come out of the darkness and it's two beautiful women. Jay was talking to a beautiful woman. Yeah. And who later and is described ordinary. as, and I wrote this down, um, a, a, a nice looking prostitute. <laughs> like, she looks like a friendly prostitute or whatever. Yeah. He said something along, along those lines and that was very funny and also very mean because she's a very attractive woman. But, um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure she, like, owned it. <laughs> she, like, owns that aspect yeah. about herself. But, uh, yes, and it's Rachel McAdams. And it's also interesting... Rachel McAdams is actually older than Donald Gleason, and I thought that was really cool to finally see a woman who's older than the male lead instead was of it in most the romantic comedies, which is like an old man trying to sleep with like an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, was it in the movie? What are the ages in the movie? I don't know what the ages are in the movie, but she's thirty-eight and he's uh, thirty-four. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Like yeah. most, I mean, she has a beautiful, youthful face, so she can play, you know, twenty-something. She but... can play whatever. But I just thought it was Well, that's the coolest cool. part about movies like, like this. that's great. That's good casting. This and this something nice. like, like definitely maybe with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It's like those movies where they got to play from when they're 18 to when they're like 35. <sighs> yeah. And you have to get these actors that just can kind of play down and can kind of play up. Yeah. Super interesting. Because um, they're totally like 24 to 27 in that scene. Yeah. And they're totally 34 and 30 in real life. The, um, the soundtrack is great. I love the soundtrack, by the way. I just thought right? I should mention that. Yeah, sure. The soundtrack was like really, was fucking, really cool. fucking great. It was great. They picked a lot so of good after... music. Oh, there's so much to talk about this movie. Okay, there's so after after they fucking meet, just really quickly, just to talk about a song, real quickly they um if come to find out Harry's play was a disaster, so Donald needs to go back in time to fix it. But because he does it, he doesn't meet Rachel McAdams, so he has to go and 
and he remembered that she happened to like Kate Moss, and there's a Kate Moss exhibit for like yeah, two yeah. weeks at yeah. a museum. So he goes there every single day, hoping to run into her, and he does. Mm-hmm. And that's awkward, and that doesn't work. Yeah, and, and then he like introduces himself yeah. to her, and it's funny because he's like he acts as though they've met, but they and haven't. She's met. like super weirded out. Creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. But they'd be really like... nice and let them like eat lunch, and then she's like, "Oh, here comes my boyfriend." He's like, "Boyfriend, you don't have a boyfriend." He's like, "She's like, what, Dwight?" And she turns to Joy and is like, do I look like I wouldn't have a boyfriend? Yeah. All insecure. And it's like, yeah. no, it's not that. Oh. So because he, because Tim went to go help the friend with the play, uh, he ended up never meeting Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And but, soon after, he met, she met that guy at a party. Yeah. And yes. they started dating. But also, I don't want to skip over that scene where he helps his friend out because I thought that was so endearing and so charming because he chose cool. to help his friend yeah. instead of meeting the girl Basically, uh, an actor forgot his line, so he went back in time to make sure he remembered. Yes. And then another actor forgot his line, so he went back in time again. Held up a sign in the wings. And for all his lines. It was wonderful. And then Harry was like, and Harry was like, you left during the best part of the the fucking play. And and Donald Gleason was just like, oh yeah, so it turned out good? And he's like, you could have easily said, yeah, I was backstage with cars, but you just didn't. You just fucking didn't. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, you're such a good person. Yes. He He's just genuinely a good, normal, everyday guy. And it's guy. so cool to see that. Yeah. Anyway, back to um, him uh, and okay, Rachel so, McAdams. So he, he awkwardly meets uh, Mary again and Joanna. And her boyfriend shows up. And then he's like, so tell me about when you guys meet. The exact date, time, and location. And it's like, what? Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just interested where you went. Oh, what did you, oh, you went at a party on this day? Oh, where? Oh, at your house. Oh, yeah, where's, and then oh, he, like, runs downtown? away. Uh-huh. Okay, oh, and what time? What, did you say it was late party, early party? What time party? did you arrive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. He's like, okay, well, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> and he kind of walks away, yeah. and then have, he shows up at that party. He does, and I have a line that I wrote down, because I was like, you know what? There's one thing about this movie. I was like, when you go back in time to make everything perfect, you rob yourself of genuine moments. And I was like, I hope, because it's still early in the movie at yeah. that point when I yeah, said yeah. that. And I was like, I really hope that he either realizes that later, and there's some kind of message, or he doesn't abuse his powers. Oh boy, weren't you in for a doozy. So then <laughs> so then he goes to this party, and meets everybody again, and then, oh, it's so perfect. Because, you know why it's perfect? Because Dominic Gleeson perfectly encapsulates having met a girl he instantly had an attraction for, and almost loved automatically again and again and again and having to oh, push himself to try to awkwardly meet yeah. her again and Rachel McAdams as an actress perfectly encapsulated actually meeting him for the first time in all these different yes. locations and it's also it, in that sense it sort of has the charm of like 51st Stage which is a movie that I really enjoyed even though it has Adam Sandler in it it's a great but, movie but it's a like, great it's they, one of those movies that's one just of those so nice. when someone goes out of their way so much to yeah. to pursue someone in yeah. a non-creepy way it's like really really sweet really genuine and really charming and that's what you they also went out of their way to make us not like that other guy like right yes. away with just the little weird things he said and little weird things yeah. he did and then as they were walking he talked uh mary into going and having a bite with him it's like i think we've been at this party long enough let me let's t- let me take you out and as they were going out, they saw Rupert going towards the party. He was, like, looking himself in the mirror, like, psyching himself up. Yeah. To and I was like, oh, that guy's it. And then Double Goose was like, oh, that guy looks like a douchebag. And Mary looked at him, and he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real nice. And then they have, like, the perfect night at a restaurant just talking. It's so charming and casual, and their chemistry is so palpable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just... I don't know if it's them. I mean, to be honest, they're some of my favorite actors. So I'm pretty sure they could almost do it with anybody. But when you get two, two caliber actors... That are so good, bringing that same kind of energy to yeah, the table. For sure, yeah. it's so it's kinetic. You can like 
feel like they're... They had amazing chemistry in the, the movie. I think mm-hmm. even the family members with Donald Gleason, like, everyone just yeah. brought their A-game. There was fucking was amazing really, actors in this. Really but, but that moment... The, the moment was great because, like... Like, Donald Gleason's character up to this point has been awkward and shy. And he, he didn't stop being awkward and shy... But it worked with what Rachel McAdams' lines and what she was saying. Like, when he would say something awkward that normally would have turned people off and been like, that's a weird thing yeah. to say. Rachel McAdams, like, reveled in it and, like, kind of poked fun at him about mm-hmm. it. And, like, like he was like, uh, what was it? Basically, he found out she's a publisher and she reads for a living. And he awkwardly says, so you read for a living, that's it. And he kind of made it seem like less than. Yeah. But instead of being like, oh, that's a weird thing to say, she like... Oh yeah, no, I only and like poke fun back at him, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he was able to poke. Fun. And this is the first time you saw him like they were flirting while poking fun with at each other, and it was very, very sweet. This is the first time you cute. saw him like owning himself and yes. actually being able to be himself. I feel like up to this point he was stunted, yeah, because no one got him. Yeah. I mean, besides his a, family, there's a lot of moments where after he meets Rachel McAdams that mm-hmm. I feel like earlier he would have gone Tim back and Mary. And let's, let's say Tim and Mary. It's gonna Tim save his time. Sorry, sorry. Tim and Mary. Tim and Mary. I so, can't confuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim, there's a lot of moments where Tim could have gone back in time. But after he meets Rachel McAdams, I feel like he's kind of using his power less and less. Uh, and that kind of means that he's becoming more comfortable with himself and his choices. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool thing to see progress uh, as you progress through the story. Yeah. like Because he worked so hard to meet genuinely Mary that once he did, he was happy. Except it was this amazingly cute, great moment when... After that dinner, they go back to her place, and she's all cute and shy, and she's and he's like, oh, uh, you wanted me to walk you to your car? How far away is your car? It's like She's like, well, uh, actually, my car's outside my house. You're walking me home. And he's like, oh. And he's like, oh, <laughs> this is me. And they just kind of stand there, and she's like, all right, gotta find my keys, and kind yeah. of takes them upstairs, and then she just, and then, I've done this. I've, I've taken girls home and walked them to their door, and it's always kind of... Sorry. Oh, you just knocked over the recording device. I knocked over the recording device. I think we're good. And it's and um, you are been with the same girl for a long time, so you don't really know what this is like. But when you are on a first date with a girl, or a second date, or a third date, and you like walk them home and walk them through the door, there's always this weird. I don't want to press the issue by coming in, but I would like to. But if you don't want me to, that's fine. But if you give me a signal, I'll be forceful about, like, let me, let's go inside. But if you don't, I'm, I don't want to be too forceful because that's rude and you're a person. But I also very much want. And it's this whole, like, silent dance. And it was starting to happen. And then I love so much that Mary was the one that took it on. She's like, okay, so. I'm going to go and put my new pajamas on, and if you'd like, you can come in in a minute and take them off. And then just kind of walks away. And yeah. this is like, as far as fuck. Tim is kind of like, Tim. oh shit. So it then they, cute. It's yeah. fucking cute. He gets in there, he really trips, cute. he doesn't know the bra opens in the front, he's all awkward. Yeah. They have a really nice moment, and he apologizes, like... Like any loser out there, just like me, I'm sure, after a one-night stand or after a time in bed, I've apologized. I'm sure tons of people have done it. I know I have when you're insecure and you're like, I'm sorry. And they're like, no, it's a lovely time. And then he's like, hold on a minute. Then goes back, yeah. make sure he doesn't trip, make sure he knows where it opens. And then she's like, wow, that was great. Uh-huh. People usually mess up the first time. He's like, yeah, thanks for a second. I'll be right back. Leaves. 
and then comes back in while she's changing and says, I couldn't wait. And, like, tears at her. And, like, and then they cut to, like, almost the next yes. morning where they're on the floor. And he's like, that's the best night of my life. And then instead of, like, agreeing, she's like, Mary teases oh, him. My perfect guy can only go once or whatever. And he's like, oh, that's not really fair. And they're like, it's like, yeah. and then they're together. Yeah. From and that moment on, montage. that's when he goes into the montage, which yeah. I thought was so cute. It was so cute. I love the train montage. Oh, my God. It was so cute because mostly it was just... They they just were at the train station. They were yes. just at the train station of where she went this way, he went yeah. that way, and it was just there. And a band was playing "How Long Will I Love You." Yeah. I love that song. How long will I love you? It was just it was a Till great moment. It was beautifully choreographed. Like I love seeing that kind of thing. As so New good. Yorkers, we take His the train sister shows every up day. And is involved too. As New Yorkers, we take the train every day, and it's mm-hmm. interesting to like imagine like if you set up a time lapse yeah. of a week, you would see us progress through that week. And then if you set up a time lapse of years and years and yeah, years yeah, yeah, and years yeah. in the same train station, you would see the same people pass. Yeah, so for months, time. you just see in the next couple minutes them you love each other whole, more and more and more and more. Yes. Lives, you see showing up in Halloween costumes, showing yeah. up with fucking Christmas gifts, showing up. With, it was just adorable so and cute, cute and great. I love that scene. That is, that is I think, one I of my favorite scenes in the movie. It. I love it so much. And uh, back to the soundtrack you were talking about. Yeah, the that was song a good was perfect. Of, and it wasn't yeah, like songs playing in the background. It was people performing out the subway station, mm-hmm. that song. Yeah. Which was just so awesome and endearing and great. But if it were a real train station, uh, people would be doing, sh- it's showtime! And then... Yeah, but that's New York City. This is London. I know. Yeah, they have Showtime in London. It's Showtime. It's Are showtime, you ready bro? for Showtime, bro? Get out of the train station, bro. I need. To, I'm about to do my show. Showtime, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they do. I don't know if they do. I'm pretty sure I've heard most train stations like besides imagine. ours are way cleaner and nicer. I like to imagine that there's Showtime everywhere. <laughs> they might do. Le Showtime in um, France. They got it everywhere. And man. then we we can skip ahead a little bit because. This movie, again, just to reiterate what we said earlier, is just them living their lives. So you meet the moment when he meets her parents. You see the moment when she meets his parents. You see the moment when they interact and have kids and the proposal. And And that's when I realized that this movie isn't just about getting the girl. No. The movie goes way past. I was like, cool, he got the girl. And then you look through your watch and it's only 40 minutes in. I know. I I was like, oh shit, it's only 40 minutes in? What the? I took a little break. Came back. (laughs) Watched the movie. Um, But it was just like, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. There's so much more in a movie left. I wonder what's happening. Mm -hmm. And it keeps you interested. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a great, great scene where Tim runs into Margot Robbie's character at the theater. And at first, it's obvious, like, I need to go talk to her. She was, I loved her. And then he awkwardly tries to talk to her, like, two or three times. doesn't work. He goes back in time. And he's like, oh, hey, hey, friend that I went to the theater with, look over there. And he's like, what? That's the girl I was, oh, we're going to go say hi? And he's like, no. And he just kind of skips it. Yeah. Uh, and then she, she goes out of her way to say hi to him. And then goes out of her way to have dinner with him. And they do. And he has a lovely time. But then she brings him all the way back to his apartment. And you're like, oh, shit. You're with Mary. Yeah. Uh, are you about to fucking cheat on Mary with Margot Robbie? And well, there's totally a moment where you're like... You think about it. You're yeah. Like, he could easily go back in time and like yeah. not have done that. But have done it. But ha- but also have done it. Yeah. yeah. And there's totally... A, but then you see it in his face when she's inviting him in and he's like... He kind of smiles to himself and he's like... And you can tell what he's thinking about is yeah. he can think about Mary at home in bed. And yeah. how that's all he wants. That's the only place he wants to be. And he says, I gotta go. And literally runs through London all the way home. And that's when he proposes to her, And that's when he proposes to Mary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really funny because at first she won't wake up. And he's like... And then he walks away. And then he walks back in. But now there's music. Yeah. He's like, Mary, wake up. And she's like, what? Oh, my God. Oh, you're going to propose or something? he's like, yes. And he's like, what? 
and then he does it, and then she's like, oh, thank God there wasn't tons of people here. It was just you and me. You know me so well. And he's like, yeah, hold yeah. on one second. And he walks into the living and room. And sends everyone home. Yeah, and this because there's tons of people there. <laughs> the people that were, like, playing a song earlier, yeah, yeah. a band was there, his best friend was there with champagne. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, I love that moment. There's yeah. a lot of great moments like that. A lot of, like, mm-hmm. really sweet, charming movies moments, and this movie brings it over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Yeah, um, and... Fast forward to there's there's one time travel dilemma that does come up. It's the moment where they... oh, I have gay jazz hands as a note because oh. when he because Margot Robbie brings a friend to the, the first theater. time. It's like he's, she says girlfriend and he's like, oh, thank God, I was pining after you that whole time, but it turns out you're gay. And he, she's like, I'm not gay. And I'm, he's like, oh, excuse me, comes back. And he's yeah. like, yeah, that's my girlfriend. And she's like, oh, and you should really be careful with that because that could mean you're gay. And he like jazz hands about it. Gay jazz hands. And then Margaret Robbie's car- uh, friend, is, friend like, is like, I, I am, am gay. gay. And she does a- the jazz hands. I am gay. Is, do you have a problem with that? He's like, no. What? And then he Excuse me. Up. I think that's and what he just gives up. Yeah. That walk away is so funny. It, it is funny. That's a time over when it was over funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so glad he didn't talk to Margot Robbie. Oh, fuck, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but no, that's awesome. Um, So the movie just goes and you get to see more <laughs> and more. I just looked at your nose and it says, boom, bitch. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, it's I just, because. Because it's big. It's big. It's <laughs> because uh, I stopped taking notes after that point. Because I was like, I'm just invested. I don't want to watch the movie. <laughs> and then I watched the movie. Um, and then I had Boom Bitch because I had the note about you rob yourself of genuine moments. And then later in the movie, the dad like literally says that. And I was like, yeah! And I wrote Boom Bitch in big letters <laughs> in my notes. Uh, so, we'll get to that the end in a minute. But the only like philosophical interesting thing was they have a baby uh, named Posey. It's super cute. Uh, but then his sister... In the background, has not been doing great. She can't keep a steady job. Her boyfriend has been setting her up to failure because he's abusive and lame. And... Is he abusive? It's implied that it's he's implied at least, that at least emotionally. Yeah. At least emotionally. I don't think he hits her, but he's emotionally abusive. It's not a good relationship. And she's been yeah. in a car crash. And he obviously saves her from that. But then he thinks about it and he's like, this isn't good. I need to stop this from happening. So he takes his sister... Time travels with her, who he didn't even know he could do. No one did. This yeah, is the he first just time tried I, it. Anyone, and he tried so it to work. Took it back to that 4th of July party where she met Jimmy and made sure she didn't. And then went back to the present. And she's with Jay. She's married to Jay. Everything's and good. And, good. And, and he goes home and Mary's there. And he's like, wow, this all worked out. And then Mary's like, go take care of the kid for a second while I change. And he's like, sure. And he goes over there and he's like, hello, little boy. Yeah, he and doesn't he has have his daughter. Of his daughter yeah. And then he goes talk to his dad, and daddy's like, "Oh, did you go? Yeah, you, oh, I, maybe I should have mentioned that you can't go back before the birth. Yeah, because that changes to who the kid is." And he's like, "Holy shit!" So he goes, has to, he has to he sits there and has to think about: Do I keep the daughter that I love, or do I save my sister? I mean, also the daughter's like a few months old, but it's different so it's when like... you're fucking baby's born i know i know he's gotten to know yeah. that do you Maybe think would different. you have chose the other thing or is what you're saying you think um with my sister basically he chose no. <laughs> to that's all i'm saying Either with movie. my current sister no uh no, would i have okay. done that i would have okay, done the okay, same okay, thing okay. he did but he decides he has to go back in time and make sure he has his daughter yeah but then tries to help his sister best he can in the present so, again, it's kind of what you were saying. It's that moment when he realizes time travel is not going to fix his problem. He has to own up, have that awkward conversation, yeah. and try to save his sister. Let his sister save herself now, um, which is super cool. 
Yeah, no, it was a really cool moment because even before he uses time travel, Mary says to Tim, like, she has to save herself. Yeah. Because he has to talk with her and he's like, I want to help her, but I don't know how. Mary's a genius. And Mary was right. Mary is fucking right. She has to help herself in order to change. Nice one fact. Mary was originally uh, signed up for Zoe Deschanel to play the part. I'm so glad she did And she fell off last moment for scheduling conflicts and they picked up Richard McAdams. Well... Um, I'm it glad it wasn't so additional because it would have been a very, very different, different movie. movie. It would have been like, oh, Manny Pixie Dream Girl. It's funny gonna... because I talked to someone else about this movie a while ago and they said the only problem I have is with Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And I'm like, what the f- hold your mouth? Yeah. She's amazing and she's my everything. Um, she's <laughs> like, yeah, but Mary's supposed to be kind of like frumpy and insecure and obviously Rachel McAdams is a fucking goddess. And I'm like, Nah, you're wrong, Mary. She's perfect. Like, she's just such a good actress. She, it doesn't matter that she's beautiful because she yeah. hides behind it. Like, yeah. they make it a point that she's hiding from her beauty. I was, you know? uh, I, I forgot. I, I, was, I think I was talking to Tasha about it, but um, she, I was, we were saying that this movie does not pass the Bechdel test, but then we were trying to think of, like, any romantic movie that does, and we were like, no, I don't think so. It's hard <laughs> to put a romantic comedy to the Bechdel test because a romantic comedy is about a relationship between a guy and a girl. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what yeah. it's about. Like, so there's like not the reverse side also wouldn't be true like I don't think there's any guys yeah. not talking about girls like that's what the genre is yeah yeah um, but it was just funny because I was like thinking about it and I was like yeah it doesn't matter all romantic movies I don't think pass it because they're all about relationships and that's all all the characters talk about so it, it's impossible for it to really do yeah. that but then then you they have some more kids they live some more lives some other stuff happens and then you find out the father has cancer and then there's this great scene. That's where like the third, like the third act of the movie is like the, the sister and the cancer. Yeah. Like it's just sh- shit starts going wrong for yeah. for him, but not like it's life shit. It's not like yeah, it's, it's not like it's oh my god, we all deal with every day. Every like, day, we all. It's just deal shit with that it. people deal with, yeah. like cancer and, and family dying and family making bad choices. Like it's just shit that you deal with. So it's interesting to see how he deals with those things in the scope of like having. Like, and then the and then Mary says we should have a third kid, but then he realizes if he has a third kid, he can't go back in time and see his father anymore because he's already passed. Yeah. So he like, there's this great scene where he goes back one more time to see his father, say goodbye. Um, but at some point, and he goes all the way back to it. when he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. In that really, scene, and that really was such beautiful. a nice scene. I like, shit, fuck oh, baby. so sad. Uh, Richard Curtis's son was actually the the director's son was actually that oh. boy. His grandson. His grandson. Yeah. Um. But then it talks about the moment when you were talking about when his father reveals the truth. So he sits him down and he's like, hey, you figured out some stuff. Um, I have one more big thing to tell you. And he's like, oh my god, what else do you have to tell me? Uh, and he's like, no, it's less dramatic, but super important. Uh, and he gives him some advice. He tells him to, every day, live his life. Don't travel back in time. Let every tension, every wrong occurrence, everything that can happen go wrong, wrong, happen. Every single day. And then go back in time just that day and live that same day again, but without changing anything. But this time, making sure to appreciate life. And to notice everything. To notice everything. And it's this great scene where you see him frustratingly go through the day where something doesn't work out at work. He doesn't appreciate a victory enough. He... Doesn't really smile and say hello to the waitress giving him his food. Yeah. He, he's on the subway and this guy's listening to music and it's annoying. But then when he goes back, he makes sure to say hello. Make sure to relish in the victory. Make sure to not let a bum amount the failure. 
to rock out for a second to the guy's loud music yeah. on the train. Um, and then it ends up in this great scene where he's at home with Mary. And Mary's like, oh, so your day wasn't too bad? And he's like, no. No, it was actually pretty great. And yeah. it was a normal, nothing happened. Nothing happened in the day. And he's like, it was pretty great. And, and that's the great, moment that and helps you great. realize that you need to appreciate the things in life. Full circle back to the earlier thing that you... The well, I was going to point the real cute moment where Mary was like, oh, well, if you had a bad day, I would have had a sex with you. Thank God I don't have to do that. And he had a beat in his fucking line because he had a bad day earlier and she was like, okay, good night. Exactly. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. But you because have, he's in a good mood. You don't have sex with someone that's all fucking piss pot and like, this sucks. That sucks with me. That's but you do want to have sex with someone that's like, oh, everything is beautiful and great. He's like, I want to have sex with that guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway, so, so this movie, like, <laughs> like I was saying earlier, why I loved it so much yeah. is is this right here, like this this moment, like broke me apart. There's also the moment where like they have their wedding and it's raining and it's fucking, it was almost a tsunami of rain and it ruined the wedding, but it didn't. Yeah, because he asked her, he was like, "Do you want to go back and would you would you go, well, she if you know. could go back, would you change anything?" And she's like, "Not for a second. Yeah, and he, nothing. He doesn't change it. Yeah, even though it was like a shit day, but like like I said earlier, with the genuine moments, it was a genuine moment. It's something memorable, something that they're gonna cherish forever. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. So, what did you think of the movie, Marcus? What did I think of the movie? Uh, Nick, I don't like that you gave me this movie <laughs> because I know your ass, right? Yeah. You love romantic comedies. Dude, I death. love fucking quaint, love quirky, fucking... Uh, you watch I love you. Com- I loved you, you the watch, whole time! You watch romantic movies like I watch like horror movies. Like, you just watch them, 100%. you rewatch them, whatever, 100%. I get it. But, Nick... Sputnik. <laughs> Sputnik. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you, you are you a Russian satellite. <laughs> but, Nick, you're a Sputnik. Oh, no. Uh, no. Um, but no, you gave me this movie, and this is the best romantic comedy I think that is out there. Yeah, that's right, motherfucker. I give you the motherfucker best for fucking romantic comedy. So fucking you, if yes, you ever give me another romantic movie, oh shit, it's gonna like compare to this one. I got like six more. It's gonna have to be better than this one because not, this is my standard now. No, no, no. I love romantic comedies, but this is just a good movie. This is the line for me. Oh, this shit. is this is where my romantic comedy line. So when I give you Runaway is. Bride, you're like, it's not as good as About Time. It was a exactly. shit show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you'd fucking dug yourself into a hole. With Dude, this is one. this movie so good? It was really good. It was it's a really so good movie. Real and quaint and honest and genuine and thoughtful nice. and kind. Yeah. And it made you be like, I need to be more kind. Why am I kinder? I I could be better. It just living life. I could be. I'm happy. pretty kind. Right I'm now. pretty great. I'm fucking being genuine right now. <laughs> I'm like on the brink of tears, like sharing my soul on the podcast with you right here. Fucking, oh. I just don't want you to cry on the podcast. I'm totally going to one of these days. <laughs> you can't stop it from happening, dude. Um, if you weren't such a dick, I probably would have done it right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, no, yeah, it was. Man. It's a great. It's a great movie. It's beautiful, guys. If you listen to this podcast this far, like that's awesome. Thank you for doing that. But go watch this movie and. In, and if you watch this movie, let us know what you thought about it because it's so good. And Please. I always just want to talk to other people about it. It's so good. Yeah. It's definitely something that I would recommend. Yeah. Richard Curtis. Love Actually to recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Blowing another one out of the water with and a foul time. What's the last time. question that you have? 
I totally said I would recommend it already. Oh, and would you recommend asked, it? I would recommend it. Yeah. Yes, so I would recommend it to everyone. Everyone, in the world. just pretty much everyone, unless you're a bitter person. Nice little fun, another fun like fact: it. this this movie was a runaway hit in South Korea. Really? Yeah. I believe it. I don't. It just is. I don't know. It was the Wikipedia. I don't know. Not in North Korea. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Commercial oh, disaster. Man. I would love to make a movie that's a runaway. It's hit weird in North because Korea. this is one of those movies that I feel like not a lot of not enough people watch. It made uh, it cost like twelve million dollars and it made like eighty ninety million or something like that. And just not enough people that. see it because yeah. it's it's a British movie and it's a romantic comedy. Another one with Rachel McAdams. Because yeah. as much as I love her, she's done a lot. So you know, yeah. most things don't reach Notebook level. This of course, one, this yeah. One. The Notebook is fucking historic. Like, yeah, that's that's. But I think that's, that's the milestone. That's like that's what you're trying to hit with yeah. every movie. And, and I, I've never seen the Notebook, but you ever seen it? I've never seen. The I've notebook. seen it and read it. Wow. Wow. Maybe I'll give you both of those for your next challenge. Oh god. Oh, hold on. Not Let me for write the next that one. Down. Not back to back, but write it down for sure. Give it to me. Later. Well, I don't want to forget that you've never seen. It better be then better than about time, because now that's my standard. It's not better, but it's you can see why in 2004 it like remade the genre and why there's been 16 other my phone is uh, updating me about Mets scores oh they're losing and the Mets are currently losing no it's because we're here and not watching the game I know when we're watching the game last thing really well. are you I don't I don't know how to ask the question are you gonna watch it again <laughs> every year um, I've, I've probably watched this movie maybe four times I might no. watch it again I don't know Um, I think I got I got it you know, but like maybe in like five years, or if something, if I have a friend, and we're just relaxing, and I need to watch a movie, I might put this on. Yo, let me tell you right now, this movie's a fucking date killer <laughs> in, in, a, in, the, in the best possible way. Oh, okay. I bet you I would, would want to watch it on a date. Hell yeah, you would. Fucking, okay. it's about like you wouldn't get past like that scene with him and Rachel McAdams. Fucking though. <laughs> like that's the moment where if everything's been good up at that point and you in the day school well and that yeah. happens you turn the movie off and you start let's do what they're doing because <laughs> it's so sweet is that how you hit up people i want to do that <laughs> like make sure to put on a scene <laughs> dating tips from nick if you're watching your movie and they're doing it turn it off and go i want to do that <laughs> I feel like it's not that far off from what I do in dates. <laughs> I feel like as I feel like I narrate the how the date how how well the date's going, yeah. and then I narrate that the next thing that should happen is us being together. <laughs> <laughs> One time, I literally read a girl's palm and said, "Your future's like entangled with mine," and then we started making. <laughs> it's so cheesy, man. <laughs> it worked. It, hey, it worked. It worked. It wor- I mean, we're not together now, so maybe it didn't work that well. But it worked in the moment, right? That's all you're seeking: momentary happiness. That's what. No, I'm I'm looking for my Mary. <laughs> for I'm looking for my Mary, like this movie, man. Okay. And for, yo, any Marys out there, uh, hit me up, because I love Fringe. His phone number Let's is go, 626-999-5949. Somebody in Illinois is going to be real pissed. About <laughs> okay, so, Nick. Whoa, just scrape the mic. It's time for your challenge for next week. What's my mystery prize? You'll get it. Next time we record. No, I want it now. No, you get it next time What's we record. What's our mystery prize? You get it next time we record. What's mystery prize? Jesus Christ. It's oh, a mystery, dude. Nick. All right. I want the viewers to have something to look forward to next time. <laughs> it's going to be great. I promise. Um, Before you give me the challenge, make sure to give us five stars on iTunes. Give us a good review. Follow us at Now Try This Cast on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet at us. Instagram at us. Sign to those DMs. Biatch. 
Five stars, reviews, please. Um, share with your friends. Do it. Actually, no, scratch all that. That's not the important. That's not what I want you to do. I want you... Oh, my God. What do you want them to do? Challenge to our fans this week. Oh. Turn to the tables. What? Share the podcast with just one friend. Oh, my God. That's it. What? A call to action, Nicholas. Call to action. That's advertising terms. (laughs) Thanks for blowing me up on the spot right here. Call me. Whoa-wee. Nick, you doing some advertising right now? I What's sure that? am, Marcus. I don't like putting up a veil. I like breaking the fourth wall, Nick. <laughs> yeah, this is a ploy to get our numbers up. Deadpool. Make sure to share this podcast with one person. And if you all do it, our number will double. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, guys. Soon Deadpool out. breaks the fourth wall and it is probably Marvel's most uh, beloved it's not, movie. It's not Marvel's movie. It's Fox's. It is still Marvel's movie. Marvel it's, owns Deadpool. Marvel did not make the money off the movie. Marvel Studios did not make the movie, but Marvel owns it and does make money off of it, like in a secondary weird producery sense. Yeah. Wait, do they make any money on it? Yeah, they do. Like residual stuff, though. Like barely, like it's millions. <laughs> like it's like yeah, but the movie made millions like of dollars, five hundred million, and it probably made like but it's still 20. millions of dollars that they get. And also the popularity of the character boosting. So I feel like you've distracted me from thing. my point. My point is, it would I would really. Uh, I was distracting the viewers on, from on, the fact on. that we broke Guys? the fourth wall. Guys, let me just get really real for a second. Oh, shit. I don't ask for a lot. I live. I'm a simple man with a simple life, <laughs> and I just need one thing from you. I'd appreciate it a lot. Uh, just genuinely, it would be very nice if all of you uh, picked a friend, a uh, significant other, a uh, family member, just one person. That's too genuine. Why are you going to interrupt my genuine moment, Marcus? It's genuine. I don't it, like it. Whatever. I'm doing it. I'm, it's happening. It's, you losers. My podcast. You shit on No, them. please, please, guys. Shit please, on please just, just one no. person. You Fine. Have shit on Fine. You fucking losers. You fucking you son of a bitch. You listen to this podcast? You suck. Podcast listening, bitch. Wow. Do you not have friends? Fucking nerd podcast listening to Minix and Marcus have, bitch. If you have friends, then what you should do is share this fucking nah, podcast. Nah, Marcus, they ain't got fucking friends. They don't have friends. They don't, they have, don't friends. have friends to share this podcast with. No, you know what? Fuck that. We don't want you sharing our podcast. We don't need more losers listening. But is that better? That was better. I like that. That was better. That was I much feel better. like somewhere in this cloud of smoke... They've got, they've gotten confused, <laughs> and we're not going to get any ratings and that's or any reviews or any shares we want to stay from this one. Confused about how they feel about this podcast. Whatever. Nobody's listening to this point anyway because I've just been gushing about <laughs> a, a fucking romantic comedy this whole time. But how much I love Rachel McAdams. Are you ready for your challenge today? Yeah, I guess. So. Okay, so your challenge. <laughs> All right. Um, you have a trip coming up. I do. I got to go to North Carolina. You're going to North Carolina. I'm seeing my niece's graduation. Very, that's awesome. That's really, really cute and sweet. But. The challenge... She asked... The only thing she asked for for graduation was for her family to come see it. Oh. Like, like she could have asked for, like, a fucking... I mean, she wouldn't have got a car. I know, but she, but she could have asked for, like, an for, iPad, yeah. like most she kids like, do. No, I just want my family to be there. That's my impersonation. Aww, yeah. That's really sweet. If you guys want to know what my niece is like, go watch Moana. A lot like my niece. Oh, that's that's probably why that movie, that movie made me so fucking much. cry so yeah. goddamn much. Because even, like, the, like, little pushed-in nose she's got... Yeah. My niece has that a little Aww. bit. Yeah. It's cute. It is. It is okay, cool. but because you're going to be traveling, yeah. I wanted to give you something portable. It is a game. My plane ride's like an hour. <laughs> That's an. Hour. But then there's also uh, delays. There's waiting for your flight. I, I'm not going to. If you miss the flight, dude, I'm not going to bring my fucking PlayStation to North Carolina, dude. That's, give I me said some portable, else. Nick. 
It's portable. It's not your PlayStation. Why would it be your PlayStation? It's not portable. I didn't hear the portable part, obviously. I said the word portable. Well, no one's listening to you, motherfucker. <laughs> You're not listening to me. Obviously. That's why we're failing. Have you this podcast? <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus I don't Christ. listen to a goddamn thing you That's say. That's fair. You steamroll. Um, so, uh, okay. So, I'm giving you one of my favorite games. It's a game that I've tried to get people to play for years and not a single person I know has played this game. I talked to other gamers. No one for some reason ever played this game. Mm. Maybe it's because it sucks. We'll find out when Nick plays nine persons, nine hours, nine doors. The game for the DS. I was going to say 3DS, but you can play it on your 3DS if you have one. It's available on Amazon. I also have it. I'll lend you my copy. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. What the fuck is the name of this game? <laughs> nine persons, nine hours, nine doors. I will give anyone that listens to this podcast $20 if they've ever heard of this goddamn... It's also referred to as 999 or the Zero Escape series of games. It is the first installment in that series. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I'm a pretty nerdy guy. Yeah. I know a lot about comics and mm-hmm. video games and movies and shit. I've never heard of this goddamn thing. Well, then life. you don't know a lot about video games. What kind of game is it? <laughs> well, you know what? Don't even fucking tell me. What? What is it? Hold on. Wait, what? I don't even know what I'm in store for. I don't even know what this is. I've never even heard of this. At least you've heard of About Time. At least you've heard of Jane the Virgin. By the way, I'm rewatching season two to prepare myself for season what I game. like. That's what I like. Not nine that's people, like. nine persons, nine animals. What is it? Nine, nine, nine. What's the, the actual name? Nine persons, nine hours, nine doors. For the DS? For the DS. So it's fucking old. It's pretty old, yeah. But it's it, like it's, seven years old. But it is a staple. There's multiple sequels. There's a remastered edition that came I've out recently. Never heard of There's, it. There's uh, never heard of it in my life. How yeah. long is it? Get? How do I got to beat it? Uh, so is it beatable? Since you have some extra time, since you'll be traveling, don't fucking call me out, bro. I'll, give I got you... I got the amount of time I got. All right, don't don't fucking. <laughs> also, you got so much time. time with this game. Don't you want me to Here's... spend time with my family? No. <laughs> here's here's the thing uh the game takes nine and a half hours to beat if you're slow and i feel like it should take nine hours to complete it <laughs> it's called nine okay it does take nine hours i didn't say that it's nine hours it takes nine hours to beat uh you may have to beat it multiple times who knows and then that would take what do you, you mean that to great times are you about to give me like 36 hours I of gameplay right now play. oh my fucking god I just gave you a two-hour movie, dude. <laughs> well, that's because we had to record like in three. No, days. you're fucked. You are <laughs> fucked next time. You're gonna get like, like, I don't even know. You're gonna the get challenge, like thirty-six the hours. Is for of shit. you to at least get one ending, which would just be nine hours. Um, and if you feel like you want to continue playing the game, Ooh, I'll leave that I up to you. Continue one ending. What is this? I don't even know. Is it an action game? Is it an adventure game? Do I shoot people? Do I solve puzzles? Do I? You'll I, find out I, next time. Bye. Unicorn licking up now leprechaun. Try this. God damn it. I hate this podcast. <laughs>